for me, when I started my journey, I was very type A, like, okay, I'm gonna make this happen. Like, I'm gonna make this manifestation happen. And it worked. At that time, life, that was easy to do. I was single, I was just loving life. I could visualize all day long. I could do whatever I wanted. Like, it was easy. Now I have a baby and a family and all these pets and life is so crazy. So now I've really like kind of adapted my technique. I believe we just need to actually allow it in. We don't need to make anything happen. It's already made, it's, it's like ready to come in. In order to allow it in, it's it really is about releasing the resistance. So that's why I love tapping so much. At the core of it, you can literally rewire your brain like physically through doing EFT and that just made me so excited. Hello Seeker, welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. Today I'm sitting down with Tara Burnett, the queen of quantum leaps, and she is so good at making mindset and manifestation applicable and easy to understand. In this conversation, we're talking about EFT, reprogramming the brain, and she's spilling manifestation hacks left, right, and center. So I know you're gonna love this. Without further ado, let's welcome Tara onto the show. Hey Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Tara. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here. How's it going this morning? Good. Yes. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation. Yeah. I love when I get, you know, when there's like two manifestation obsessed people in the room, because I feel like there's going to be so much gold that comes out of this today. I love the way you teach manifestation and everything you do. So I'm really excited to dive in. This is going to be good. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So if, um, you know, the people listening haven't heard of you before, let's give a little intro. Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? All that good stuff. Yeah, so my name's Tara, um, and I'm actually living on the same island that Tally is living on, so that's pretty cool. But I discovered manifestation, I don't even remember how long it's been now, but I was just at a very dark period in my life, and I'd just been dumped, and I was really struggling like in the depths of an eating disorder with bulimia and binge eating and anxiety and depression and all of those things, and I... I don't even know how I got the book, but I picked up the book, The Secret, which I think starts a lot of people's manifestation journey and everything just really resonated with me. Um, and I, I started by making a vision board. And at the time I wanted to be like a world famous personal trainer and own my own gym. And probably also because I was so obsessed with like body image and all of that, I wanted to like have the secret to have the body or whatever. And I did actually end up manifesting this beautiful career as a personal trainer. I owned my own studio, this like beautiful gym, and I was totally booked out, sold out, and I I did it. And then I started getting more into self-development. And I was, I actually realized, like I hired a coach from a Tony Robbins conference. And I remember she asked me like, what do you want your day to look like? Like, what's your dream day? And I just started crying because I had like thought I had accomplished this huge dream and I did. And it was my dream, but I was just chained to this gym. I was there from like 4 a.m. till 9 p.m. every night. Sometimes I would sleep on the couch. And, and if anyone's into human design, like I'm a projector. So I'm not really meant to work like that, <laughs> that crazy. And I was just so exhausted and just completely not living my dream life. And I that's when I kind of realized I needed to make a change. And I was kind of in the closet about everything I was into with manifestation and vision boards and hadn't fully announced that yet. And it's really interesting. I'm going to go off on a few tangents, but as a projector, you're meant to wait for the invitation. And somebody messaged me one day was like, you should host a vision board workshop because she knew that I was into vision boards. And I was like, that's an, that's an interesting idea. And I literally put one post out on Facebook and then 40 people signed up instantly. Like it just like sold out and like within an hour. And that's another part of manifestation. It's like when I first got into it, I had zero resistance. I was just like, 
things were so easy for me. I would like set an intention and it would just be, it would just happen so effortlessly. And then the more I got into it, the more I learned, the more I created more resistance and the harder it got, which I think is ironic. But anyway, that was my first kind of foray. And after I hosted that vision board workshop, I was just like, I have to do this for a living. This is what I'm meant to be doing. And I wanted to go to this manifestation, babe, Catherine Zankina, um, this retreat in Bali. And it was really expensive. I didn't have the money, but I was like, I'm manifesting this. I need to go on this retreat. And I was forcing and forcing, trying to kind of create the money through my online workout videos. And it, it just wasn't happening. And then finally I had this idea come to me like, oh my gosh, I'll just do like a little intro manifestation course. It was like $88 manifest Mondays. And I was just so excited about it. Like it ended up making me all the money and more that I needed, um, to go to Bali, went to Bali and I came back and I just knew like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And ended up retiring the gym and just went full-time online as a manifestation teacher. And it all was just so divinely perfectly timed. Like I closed the gym and then COVID happened a month later. I met my husband across the country. So I was able to, because I was now full-time online, I was able to stay with him for four months during all of that. And it was just perfect. And ever since then, that's, that's what I do now. And I teach and podcast and on all of that. So I love it. That is incredible. I love hearing the journey because there's often this gateway, you know, it's like the gateway drug was like the secret book. And for some people, the gateway is like rock bottom where they're like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And then they discover, you know, a podcast or a book like you did um, or, or something. I was, when I w- discovered all this, I was 14 and I discovered Wayne Dyer and mm-hmm. I started reading Wayne Dyer books. And then kind of that, it, that was my gateway. It just kept evolving. But isn't it crazy when you were saying about the secret I just felt the feeling and it feels similar to what I felt where you're looking at something you're reading and it's like this, it's like, you're looking up at the stars and you can't stop staring. It's like, that's what I felt like when I discovered the law of attraction. And I as well was in an eating disorder. Very funny because I discovered it thinking I'm going to lose weight. I had no idea how my life was going to change, but it was like, I couldn't stop reading and learning and hearing and reading people's stories and reading all these different teachers. It was just like something I couldn't look away from. It's crazy how you're just so drawn when it's for you, when it's meant for you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just, as soon as I read it, I just knew in my like soul that this was true, you know, like it was like Mm. truth to me. It's like, I was remembering something that I already knew it's, it's, it's actually really interesting to look back at that time because you discovered it so early. Um, and just now it's like such, it's such a part of my life, but just remembering life before that, like I was just so felt so out of control in my life. I felt like I just, especially with binge eating and all of that. And, and I did end up using like manifestation law of attraction to like manifest my dream body and heal from my eating disorder. And, and I, it just put me back in control of my, my life again. Yeah. Yeah. And even though you were a great creator, like creating a gym and having it be successful, it's crazy how we can have these things that we think we want, but at the end of the day, we're so unfulfilled or unsatisfied Mm -hmm. and to then still feel powerless, even though someone on the outside would be like, well, what are you talking about? Like you're a personal trainer, you've got this gym, it's successful, you're good, right? And you're going like, no, I'm so not good. Yeah. (laughs) It's just when you're sort of off path or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, or finding your way, it's interesting how it can look great and you can have money and whatever else, but you're just not fulfilled. Um, I also love how, as soon as you did the manifestation workshop, it's like, bam, 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 bam. And that's the thing is like, when you don't have that resistance and you're on what I would believe to be like your soul's path, Mm. it does just work. It doesn't mean everything's easy. It's not always simple, but things like that come along to just kind of push you and go like, you're jumping off the cliff, like, good job. Here you go. Right. And that's, yeah. What was that feeling as everything started selling out and you're like, what? (laughs) It was, yeah, I was shocked, but I was also so like, when I first discovered manifestation, I was like, I just was like so full on into this belief and it, it, everything was just so easy to manifest. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then the more I dove into like the online world, like, like sell, like my first ever launch of an online course, I sold like $20,000. Like that's not normal, but I was just so like ah, manifestation. Like it just works. This is so easy. Like, of course that happened. And then the more I got into the online space, the more I saw like 
everyone's talking about all their money blocks. And I was like, oh my God, do I have money? Like, it's crazy how it actually like started so high. And I actually took like a huge dip in everything because I started looking at what everyone else was doing and thinking, oh my God, I don't actually know anything. And I need to clear all these blocks and have to do all these things. And it just became more and more complicated. And I feel like finally now I'm just getting back to like the roots of it and just letting it be easy instead of thinking we have to like fix all these things in order to manifest. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to talk about that because, you know, the way I see it is like, we do have some core wounds or core narratives that can get in the way of us say, even with you, I mean, obviously you did the body, you did all the stuff. So you didn't have that, that much to work through, but obviously we all do, but it's like people come being like, I have a thousand blocks, you know, it's like, I have all these wounds and they're hidden and I have to dig and I can't ever get to the, how do I get to the bottom of all these wounds? And a lot of times what I see in clients is it's usually like one or two core things. And often spoiler alert, it's about worthiness. It's about, you know, mm-hmm. believing in yourself or sometimes there's those money things where like, Oh, if I get rich, then I have to pay more taxes or whatever. Like there are some things, but we're not like a gold mine of blocks. It's just that those core wounds, wounds cause resistance. Is that the way you see it? Or I'd love to hear like your thoughts on that. Yeah. I think it's what we're making these blocks mean. I think I manifested so many things with all of these blocks that I didn't know were blocks yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't know what blocks were. Um, And I think it's like all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, I have this block. So then therefore I can't manifest what I want. I have to heal this. I have to fix this. And we go down this path of like constantly trying to fix ourselves, Mm -hmm. which I totally did. But if you actually just shifted, I think it's great, obviously, like I love personal development and I love like improving myself and and all of that. But I now try like none of it means that I can't have what I want. I could be I could have lots of blocks. I could have lots of things that are kind of, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. But as long as I don't make it mean that I can't have what I desire. And I've seen other teachers who have just like skyrocketed because they don't make it mean like you don't need to be perfect to manifest these things. Like as soon as there's something that you desire, I believe like it's available to us. We can have it now. Like if it's in your mind, if it's something that you want, it's already available to us. Um, we just need to like let go of all of this, these reasons why we think we can't have it. Yeah. That's so true. When I talk to clients about food, it's like in part of my recovery, it's like I changed what food meant. So Mm -hmm. now if I eat, you know, chocolate, I'm like, my inner child fucking loves this. This is nice. I'm grateful for this. This tastes good. Moving on. It doesn't mean I'm going to get fat and I'm going to get bloated. Now my diet's out the window. Like I personally don't diet anyways, but I'll talk to them. I was just talking yesterday to a client about like, what are you making it mean? Exactly like you're saying, and you can eat whatever you want and turn it into something good and healthful for you. However, when you do that, you start to also care about how you feel and you will be drawn to like, you know, whatever we would say, good food. I don't like to put good and bad on it, but it's like, we will be drawn to those more sort of like the foods that serve our body, but enjoy yourself, like not counting every calorie, making it mean that if I eat this much, I'm going to gain weight. And I love how you point to that because it's so true. It's so true. And I resonate so much with everything you just said in terms of food. And that was the huge shift for me. And also learning, like I have a whole course um, about manifesting your dream body. And, and that's exactly it. It's like, what are you making these things mean? And, and on, a, on a deeper level, like the placebo effect is so powerful. And like, we know that has been proven in so many studies and how you're viewing food is so important. If you're eating the ice cream thinking, oh my God, I'm going to gain weight and I'm so out of control. And like when I was a binge eater, that was, that was, I would hate myself while I'm eating ice cream and making it mean that I'm going to gain all this weight. And of course that's exactly what happened. But now I could eat the exact same thing that I used to eat and be 35 pounds less. And like, it just doesn't mean anything. I ate a whole Ben and Jerry's last night and all it, all my thoughts were, were this is delicious. Like, you know, it's just, it is what you're making things mean. It's such an important question. If you're feeling like stuck in your journey, like what are you making these little things mean? And can you shift the meaning? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. It makes it so simple too, because it does come back to like, you are in the driver's seat. And I love that you said that about the placebo effect because that's with food, but that's with everything. Like what message are you giving yourselves? 
What mm-hmm. message are you giving yourself? You know, because I haven't manifested it yet, it means I'm not going to. Or if somebody, you know, a relationship crumbles, it's like, I'm going to be alone forever. It's like being really careful of what you're making these things mean. The relationship ending could mean that the universe is creating space for the one, or it's time to focus on you. It's time to go, you know, spend some time with yourself, learn to love yourself, whatever. It doesn't have to mean, oh, because I'm over 40 or because this is happening, I'm going to be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, yeah, that's, that's so beautiful. I love the simplicity in that. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what about, I know that lately, I mean, I feel like you've always been into it, but lately I've been seeing you talk a lot more about EFT and you've got your like membership or subscription um, offer going on. And why do you feel that EFT has been so beneficial or just tell me about it in your journey? <sighs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dive in. sister. <laughs> I love EFT. So I, I always knew about it, but it's so interesting as a projector, I will like go down these rabbit holes where I have to learn every single thing about something. And for a while it was like human design. Obviously it started with manifestation and lately my obsession is EFT and I, okay. So I recently just had a baby and uh, well, he's almost a year old. Oh my God. (laughs) And I was um, struggling with so much postpartum anxiety and when he was three months old, we were told we were living in a rental and they were like, sorry, we're selling the house. Like you have to move. And we were already planning this like road trip across Canada. And we had, so we had to, basically we had to move out of our house. I'm a new mom with a three month old. I had to pack up the entire house. And my husband had to finish building this van that I'm sitting in right now. And we traveled across Canada. Anyway, I've never been like under so much stress in my entire life. And I just really wasn't handling it well. And I, I just, I downloaded this app called the tapping solution. I don't even remember. Obviously it came to me in some sort of like nudge. It probably just kept coming up and I was like, maybe I should check this out. And I did this five minute tapping session on releasing anxiety. And they start with like rating your anxiety on like a scale of one to 10. And I was at like a 12 (laughs) and um, I was just crying. And so, and then after this like 10 minute session, I was at like a two and I was like, whoa, that's pretty crazy because I've always really struggled with anxiety and been on medication and lots of tried lots of different things. And so I just really started getting into tapping and then I had to know everything about it. And I also have to know how everything relates to, to manifestation, like human design. I was so into that and, and EFT. So with EFT, it's emotional freedom technique. And basically you're tapping on like acupressure points in your body and like at the core of it, basically what you're doing as you're tapping is you're putting your body into a parasympathetic state. So just a more calm state and how, how it relates to manifestation. Why I just got so excited about it is because you can literally rewire your brain and you can combine it with different NLP techniques. And it's just like so powerful. And it's like something to do. Like I found it so powerful because like when we'd be driving across the country and I was just in so much like sitting there and like so much anxiety, I was going to cry. I would just be like, okay, my husband thought I was crazy. I was constantly just like tapping. I had like bruises on my face because I was like, oh, I'm so stressed. Um, but it really did help me rewire things. And I just noticed these huge shifts around like my anxiety with Jaden and and all the little things that I was really struggling with and what you're doing when you're, so when you're, you have a limiting belief, let's say, I know we were just talking about blocks. Like you have this huge block that you're really feeling emotionally charged around. Like this can't happen for me because X, Y, and Z. So if you bring up that feeling in your body and then you start tapping, basically what you've done is you've like ignited that neural pathway in your brain and it's very emotionally charged. And when when it's highly emotionally charged, it's really embedded in there. Like the more emotion we have around something, the stronger that neural pathway is going to be, um, which can work really good if you have really positive emotions and really like excitement and, and positive beliefs. But if you have these negative beliefs that are so filled with like fear and anxiety, they're very like embedded in there. So you kind of bring up the emotion in your body. And then when you start tapping, you're, you're basically putting your body back down into a more calm state. Um, and I think it's also something to do with the amygdala of the, (laughs) I can't remember the exact parts of the brain, but what it does is like, it sends this trigger to the brain. That's like, Oh, this isn't actually as fearful or scary as we thought because the body's calming down as we think about it. And it actually marks that neural pathway with a protein to recycle that neural pathway. So you can like literally rewire your brain like physically through doing EFT. And that just made me so excited because I'm so interested in the brain and how it relates to manifestation and the thoughts that you're thinking and all of that. So that's kind of how I recently got into EFT. And then I 
put my own spin on it after taking this course and she really put together NLP and EFT. Mm. And what she would do is like, you would bring up the emotion and then you'd start tapping and then you'd completely like switch your brain to something else. And this also activates that response of like, oh, this isn't actually that important. We don't need to hold on to this belief any longer. Let's send it away. And you also, when you do that switch really quickly, it's like, it's how I learned about it was like, um, let's say you're watching a TV show and you know how it gets really suspenseful and then they go to a commercial break. That's Mm -hmm. actually designed on purpose because if you're left in like this, like suspense, and then all of a sudden it switches, your brain is primed to be like, Ooh, like we had something here and now we need to fill it with something else. And that's why they do that. And then go to commercial break so that you're actually like implanting the commercial into your brain. (laughs) <laughs> like seeking something to like fill it. I don't, I'm not explaining that super well, but that's the premise behind it. <clears throat> yeah. So if you're tapping and you have this like emotionally charged thought, and then all of a sudden you switch to think about something completely different or do something completely different, you're like supercharging that your brain being like, oh, we don't need that. And then it's primed to be like, what do we want to put there instead? It's like ready to fill, to rewire a new um, thought. So what I've done with EFT and like taking my my personal training and like fitness background is I turned it into tap fit. And you do like a two minute tapping round where you bring, really bring up the emotion and you feel it and you're tapping and I you just follow along with me. And then I do like a two minute little movement session. And I think it's extra powerful because you're up, you're moving, you're listening to music, you're shifting your patterns, you're moving the energy in your body. And then you go back and you rewire your brain in the last um, two minutes. So it's like a six minute thing. And I just, I'm just like so fascinated by the brain and, and manifestation and how it all works. So that's my spiel on EFT. <laughs> yeah. I love the way you describe <laughs> that because I knew that it was reprogramming neural pathways, but I love the way you describe it. And also that you're tapping while you're thinking about something. So the brain kind of goes like, it's almost like because we all know when we get in an obsessive thought about money or about where we are in life, it's like, it's all consuming. And then because of the law of attraction, more thoughts like it join. And it's just this clusterfuck of thoughts about what you don't want to be thinking of. So it makes sense if I'm understanding it properly, that like, while you're tapping, it's like there's stimulus while you're thinking of something. So your brain's not like fully engaged in that neural pathway. It's actually almost going like, this isn't a big deal. We're not Mm -hmm. solely focusing on that. And then of course the round to reprogram, that's just so interesting. Cause I really like tapping. It's never become an everyday thing, but I've done it quite a bit. And I always feel like you said, you go from a 10 or a 12 in your case to like a two and that shocks every time, you know? And, And if you don't get down to like a two and you do one more round, then you're usually for sure there. But I almost never need to do a second round, but it's just interesting and fascinating to know behind it. And then I love combining with NLP because I just love NLP like you. I love the brain, the way it works. Mm -hmm. And this is great to kind of back on our talk of like, you have no blocks. It's like, but when there are (laughs) things that you've experienced and it's like, oh, just don't make the fact that this bill came, just don't make it mean anything. Some people are just so, we all have these ways. Maybe with you and I, it was about our body where it's like, it's hard to just be like, this doesn't mean anything. So then you can bring in that, you know, tap fit or um, EFT to reprogram those things that have such a tight grip. You kind of can't just change the meaning, but then you also learn how to do that with the things that don't have so much heat or emotion behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm glad you said that because yeah, I never want to be like, oh yeah, just like, don't think about it or think positive. Like it, when there, sometimes we can do that and and that's great. But yeah, I definitely have things like around money and taxes and accounting that like, that was why I found EFT so powerful is like over the course of like a month or so, every time I felt stress around that, I would just start tapping Mm -hmm. and it's crazy how like I would be like up here when somebody mentioned like an accountant or I just feel so like sick to my stomach. And now it's like, it barely even affects me. And, and, and I had to actually go through this whole thing and fire my accountant and do all these things that normally would make me like so anxious. But since I had tapping, it, it was also just such a, such a powerful way to, to, again, put you back in the driver's seat. Like instead of feeling like you're getting carried away with anxiety or fear, and then you want to avoid it and you just don't want to look at it. It's like, this is such a perfect opportunity. Like, especially since I knew what was going on in my brain, I'm like, yay, I'm anxious. Like, let's let this, let's rewire this brain pattern. It was actually like exciting because I knew that I was physically changing my brain. I was actually doing something to release this. And it, it made me feel so powerful. Whereas before my anxiety would just like send me off into like avoidance and 
and fear. And I didn't know like really how to deal with it properly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for anxiety, you know, it's something that is just take has just has a life of its own. Once you get onto <laughs> that thought, it's hard to like just move away from it peacefully. Like go meditate. People are like trying to meditate in anxiety. Sometimes that doesn't work. And so I love how you said too a few minutes ago about how it's like something to do. Like physically tapping isn't just like think different thoughts because that sometimes can, mm-hmm. as we're saying, can be really tough. So to physically, it almost too is distracting. It's like you're following along or you're tapping. It's extra sensation that I could almost see as like slightly distracting acting as well in a good way, in a beneficial way to kind of get you away from that loophole that you're in. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that's so cool. I love how you say everything is like, how does this relate to manifestation? Because that's exactly how I am is it's like, even when I'm into like, you know, developing your spiritual gifts and your intuition and your purpose and your spirit team, I'm like, and this helps you manifest because, <laughs> because everything, it's just the art of creation. It's so fascinating. And I, I love that. I also love hearing about your van trip and how you were anxious. Not that I ever wish that, but watching you on your van trip, I'm like, oh my God, how does she do that with a new baby? You have like all the pets. So it was like freaking Noah's Ark in that thing. And everything like looks so peaceful. And I know you also shared about how sometimes it's not peaceful and you're really authentic in that way. But seeing the highlight reel of like, I have three kids. So at any point having a new baby and going on a van trip, I'm like, that sounds so awesome, but stressful. <laughs> but it's cool that you developed these tools and took them on the road with you so that you could have your dream life while also dealing with the real stress that people have with kids and pets and all that. Oh my God. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it honestly, like the way there, um, was not a good experience. (laughs) Like it was just way too much. We didn't have a choice. Like we didn't have a home. So, uh, but yeah, it was like two cats and the dog and the baby and, um, figuring it out. And I, that's when I realized that I had postpartum anxiety. Cause I was like, this isn't normal. Like how I'm reacting to like his nap being off by two minutes, I would be like crying. And I was like, okay, what is going on here? So Mm it was like a huge learning curve. The way home was awesome. And it was so fun. And we had it all figured out by then. But um, yeah, I'm not sure I would recommend it. But it was was a good experience in the end. Yeah, it's good stories. He'll he'll have a story. It's like you've been across Canada in your first few (laughs) months of life. So that's a pretty cool story. Yeah, it's also funny too how like you used your tools and also got into the rhythm and then the way back was much more peaceful because it does take a bit. And we did a a 16 hour car ride to Creston in the Kootenays. If anyone's from BC, you'd know the Kootenays, but um, from Vancouver Island and it was like 16 or 17 hours or something. At that point, we just had two kids, but we're like, yeah, we're hitting the road. We've got snacks. We're like in the ferry lineup and the kids start breaking down. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we end up arriving at something like 2 a.m. It was the craziest, longest day. And I'm like, that was nuts. And then the way back was like, okay, we've got this. We got to stop and we got to, you know, do our yeah. do our stuff. But yeah, it is pretty crazy. Um, so I'd love to hear just like on your manifestation journey with, you know, whether it's with EFT or other things, what do you feel? Cause I know you also talk about the quantum and that was something when I found you, I was like, oh, a, fo- a fellow quantum sister. Um, what are some of your manifestation truths and teachings and hacks and things like that for people listening that are kind of in that place where they're like, I'm starting to manifest some stuff, but I still have some of this anxiety and feel like there's still resistance to really, truly popping into that that next level of that, like, yes, I'm true. I can see it manifesting in front of my eyes. Is there anything that you have to say around that? Yeah. I feel like for me, when I started my journey, I was very like type A, like, okay, I'm going to make this happen. Like I'm going to make this manifestation happen. And I would like visualize all the time and it worked, but I was like constantly like, I got to feel the feelings and do all these things. And as I got more into at that time life that was easy to do I was single I was just loving life I could visualize all day long I could do whatever I wanted like it was easy now I have a baby and a family and all these pets and life is so crazy um so now I've really like kind of adapted my technique is like for me now especially like with all the quantum stuff like I believe it already exists. Like it's available. It's there. We just need to actually allow it in. We don't need to make anything happen. It's already made. It's, it's like ready to come in. And in order to allow it in, it's really is about releasing the resistance. So that's why I love tapping so much. It's like, if there's those blocks, blocks that you're really making things mean that you need to shift or adjust. Like, I think, especially with my dream body journey, this is where it really hit me because 
I went through this the first time I manifested my dream body. I was like vision board and thinking about it and kind of really like putting together all these techniques and, and it worked. And I lost 35 pounds and was in my dream body. And then I got pregnant. And the second time around, it was so interesting because it was completely different. It was just like, I just knew and accepted, like, I'm going to be in my dream body. And of course, I like kind of had this trust already built from being in my dream body for a while. So it's not that easy for everybody. But this time around, I just like, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be in my dream body. I don't need to do anything. I I'd never visualized it. I nothing. And it, it happened very quickly, like within two weeks, like I could basically see my abs again. And, um, but I had all these things after that happened that I could have made mean like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be in my dream body again. Like I started gaining weight a little bit when breastfeeding picked up and then I um, developed really bad bladder prolapse. I couldn't walk. I couldn't work out. I couldn't. And I'd been so fit and active throughout my whole pregnancy. And that was definitely a belief that I had like a supporting belief of like, I'm really active. I'm fit. Like that helps with my dream body. I didn't believe I had to work out, but it was like a supportive belief that I had. And all of a sudden I couldn't work out. I couldn't even go for a walk. I could barely like lift my child. I had all these, like we went on the road for, <laughs> for three months. I couldn't eat. I usually get meal prep delivered, which is another supportive thing that I would do. That was just easy. And all of a sudden I'm like eating junk food all day long. Couldn't work out everything in my, all my beliefs were like shattered, but I just was like, at this point in my life, I'm so embedded in like, I live in my dream body. Like it was part of my identity at this point that, um, that it, it just still happened so effortlessly. I didn't need to do anything. So that was just further shown to me. Like, I think that happened on purpose the way I experienced the prolapse and all of these things so that I could even teach this in a deeper way, because before I would teach it around like, okay, we do want to create some like supportive beliefs, like what's going to help you believe that you're going to move into your dream body, which I still obviously promote. And that's very helpful, especially at the beginning. If you're feeling like, I can't just believe I'm going to be in my dream body. I've never done it before, but I really feel it on a deeper level of like, it was just available to me. And all I needed to do, like along that roller coaster was like, stay steady in my belief of like, I'm going to be in my dream body no matter what. So that has really shown me over the last few months of, of craziness where I've just been so steady in my body and it's been so easy. Um, in, is that it's really just allowing it to happen. And, and when there are these like roller coaster of things that don't, that seem like it's not going to work, it's up to us to really find that like sense of like trust of like, it's all working for me. And that is much easier said than done. Like I'll, I will say that, but that is what I aim to like help people with is get to that place of like, whatever is happening. It's like you you're watching like a thriller movie. And you, when you're in, when you've seen it for the first time, you don't know the ending. You're like really caught up in like all the emotions and like when things are going well or when things aren't going well. And then you can create all this meaning. And I think what happens like in our lives is we set this intention and then we can be up and things are working. We're like, this is working. This is great. And when things go down, like we've been saying this whole time, like we make it mean it's not happening. It's not working. I'm doing something wrong. And then we think we have to start over. And I think we just get caught in this like loop and we never actually make it to the end because as soon as something kind of goes wrong, we make it mean it's not working and we have to fix something and I have to start over again. So my goal is to like with my clients is to really help them see like all of this is so happening for you. Like I have this, this client right now who's so amazing and she like wanted to man, she's with this guy and she's like, I want to get married and um, be be in love and all this stuff. And I'm, that's what I'm kind of focused on manifesting. I'm like, okay, I want you to feel the feelings of like being in your dream relationship every single day. And she, she wasn't sure about if this guy was it, but probably he was. And anyway, long story short, within like two days, she finds out like that he's been cheating on her and he's a horrible person and, and we hate him and, and they break up. And it, it seems like, like, oh my God, what the heck is happening here? But like, I, as a projector too, like, I feel like I can just see these things. I'm like, this is so meant to happen. This is part of the manifestation. Like I'm like excited for her because I'm like this, literally the universe was like, Kate, you want to be in your loving dream relationship. Like we're getting rid of him. And it seems like things are going very wrong, but actually I can just see, it's easy to see from that outside perspective of like, that was so needed to happen in order for you to meet your soulmate. And the same thing happened with my soulmate story. Like I was ghosted three separate times before I met my husband. And, and I was, I could have been like, what am I doing wrong? What is going on here? Like, clearly I'm not manifesting properly, but I really was just like, I was just being loved. I was, I was just like, I just knew. And I met him and he proposed two weeks later, we were married within three months. Like our story is so crazy. So 
it's, I think what I really want people to see is like, just zoom out a little bit and really like, don't get so caught up in those, the roller coaster in the middle and pretend you're seeing a thriller movie for like the second time. You already know the ending. Don't get caught up in that middle part where it's a little bit messy and just continue to hold strong to what you, what's happening. <laughs> you know, I what's love, happening in the end. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. There's so much gold in there. Um, I'm a human design reflector. So actually Ooh. I feel like it's, it's slightly the same thing where when something happens, I can see, I'm like, just hold tight. Like, you know, someone they're wanting a promotion at work, they're wanting to make more money and they get released from their job. And just like that with the relationship, it's like roadblocks or detours in the right direction. So your client was starting to tune into the frequency of love and what she wants in a relationship, what she's worthy of, whatever. And the, and the universe is like, Oh, you all of a sudden are now more focused. So like, we got to get rid of this guy. Cause it's not going to work or, you know, the job it's like, maybe they would have been capped out at their income. Maybe it wasn't fulfilling. Maybe Maybe they just thought they wanted to be there because we get into these ruts of what we think we want and get kind of attached to it. And I love how you say that. Um, I teach that kind of like, like I call them tests or assignments where mm -hmm. when these things come up that seem like they're going the wrong way, it's an opportunity to respond with new energy. It's like with more certainty. So if I'm like, I'm going to work out every day and then my kids are sick or this happens and that happens and I'm not working out. It's like, that does, like you said, that doesn't mean anything. And it's an opportunity to respond in love to go like, I love myself. And this is really fine. Like, it's actually mm -hmm. not a big deal. I'll be working out as soon as I feel like it again, like it's all good. Um, so I yeah. love how you say that. And I love the example of the movie, like just pretend, you know, the outcome and with my own body, like having kids and, you know, the sort of normal fluctuations, I find that the times I've lost the most weight, especially in the last five or 10 years has been always when my mind is just like, right now I'm releasing weight right now. And as I drink this water, I'm releasing weight. as I eat this food doesn't have to be healthy food. It's mm -hmm. as I eat, as I sleep, thank you guides and angels for helping me to release this weight. And as I walk around, as I get dressed, I'm releasing weight right now. And I yeah. get really excited. I'm like, oh, it gets to be this easy. And it's so exciting. And it feels that's when my husband's like, it's falling off of you. And I'm never that person that weight is falling off of me. But I notice when my mind doesn't get in that and I'm like, oh, I just feel like I've been off and I've been eating more salt or I feel bloated. Then it's like, I feel more and more of that. And I'm like, I got to get back into that place of the knowingness because that's when it truly releases more than if I'm like, I'm going to work out and I'm going to, you know, as I said, I don't diet anyway, but I just know that is so much faster than trying to like manage everything and micromanage everything, which is crazy. The power of the brain and what we believe it's nuts. It's like it's we are amazing. truly in a hologram. <laughs> it's so funny you said that because I'm reading the book right now, the holographic universe and it's oh. <laughs> so fascinating. Um, and I, I was also going to say that just reminded me, it's interesting how you said like, I'm normally not that person that weight falls off, but you've right. had it, you've experienced it. And I think identity is so important. And that was something I'd mastered by the time I got pregnant was like, I had the identity of like, I live in my dream body. I teach about dream body. Like this is easy for me. And it's, it's, it's extra important to note that like, I struggled with my body for 17 years. I was like a major binge eater, bulimic, like very was my identity was like, I'm going to struggle with this for the rest of my life. This is my biggest, like horrible secret. Like I, I hate this about myself. And I in no way had the identity of someone who had success, like in the, I'd only had failure in terms of like dream body stuff. So that's just a note to say, like, you can absolutely change your identity to something completely different, um, over time. And I think like once your identity switches, like I also use this example of like, I've always been like very athletic. I was a swimmer. I've always worked out. I was a trainer, all those things. I haven't been able to like work out for like uh, almost a year now because of like prolapse and all those things. And I basically do like Kegels every day, but my identity is always like, I'm an athlete. I'm, I'm strong. Like I, I'm always viewed myself, even if I'm working out or not, like, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. My identity is like, I'm still like that fit athletic person. I'm just not able to like do those actions right now. And I think that also has helped me maintain like when I, when I started, I've just kind of started working out again this week, um, like maintain my strength and maintain, like being able to do these things because it's just part of my identity and who I am. So I think it's really helpful for people listening. Like think about something in your life that comes so easy to you. That's like 
yeah, this is just who I am. Maybe you're like a really clean person or maybe like that's something I've recently switched in my identity. I used to be super messy and now I'm just like really clean. Um, maybe your relationships come so easy to you or money is something like I have a client who's like, she is just like, yeah, money is like the easiest thing in the world. Like it just, it is flying to her. It's it literally blows my mind. I watch her and it's just her identity. Like, yeah, what? That's easy. Like, um, so look at in your life where things are easy and like, what, how do you view it? What are you making things mean when things go wrong? And then look at the life part of your life where you're struggling and just compare the two. And it's so interesting. Like I noticed that I have this story around my business and that I'm not where I want to be yet. And like, I will make like the littlest thing mean, like I'm failing or doing something wrong. It's everything that I say not to do, but it can be hard. Sometimes we, we it's harder to see ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's helpful to compare those. I'm like, if this was my body, I would just be like, that's so irrelevant. I'm going to be in my body anyway. It doesn't matter. So that's a helpful tip. Yeah, I really love that. Um, it's so true. I remember saying like, I could just look at a cake and gain weight. And I remember like, I look back now, I'm like, why would I say that to myself? Because now I'm like, I could eat that cake at cake and it doesn't matter. Like I can still be releasing weight if that's my goal or like nothing's going to change as far as like, I'm good. But it was this belief of like, I have a carb and I'm going to balloon up. And in the eating disorder, because I was also weighing myself constantly, it was real. It was like, I'd have some food and the scale would go up. And I had this belief that like less food or no food was the only way I was going to lose weight. And I would see people in fitness magazines and things with meal plans. And it would be like a two, you know, $2,500 or 500 calorie um, meal plan. And I'm looking at them and they're lean. And I'm like, you could never, I could never eat 2,500 calories and be small. Like, it's just, that's good for them, but not for me. And I look back and I'm like, man, that box that we put ourselves in of the belief. And I love that you bring that up because it's so true. It's like your identity. It's just, who are you? Are you a morning person? Not a morning person. I'm no Mm -hmm. good with money. I'm no good with this. I can't figure it out. I could never be famous. I'm from some little town in Canada. Like we Mm got to override these things and know it means nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. So I'm curious with manifestation, your idea on how specific, I always love to like, think about this because so many people say like, get as specific as possible. But then I also have this whole spiritual side of allowing the highest outcome to come. And sometimes if I'm like, I want a mate and they have to be six foot three and they have to have dark features. And like, sometimes you pinch off yourself. But then other times people are like, I manifested the exact home on my vision board because they were so specific. So what's your idea on like how specific to get when we're trying to manifest something kind of, you know, more specific or whatever, a certain thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So I really lean on human design for this because like there's specific and non-specific manifestors mm-hmm. and I'm actually a non-specific. So the best things that I've ever manifested are when I just like, like with my husband, I, I did write out, I wrote out everything about how I wanted to feel, but I didn't go into any, like he needs to be this tall or whatever. Like I just, I was like, this is how I feel. I did a little scripting session. Um, and it, it, I just felt the feelings of being in love. Like I kind of had this vision where I was, I would be like falling asleep with my head on his chest and he'd kiss my forehead. And my whole thing was certainty because I'd actually been engaged to someone else before I broke off an engagement. I was always confused. I was like breaking up with my boyfriends, getting back together. Like my whole life, I was just on this like roller coaster of confusion. Is he the one? How do you know if he's the one? Like I was constantly asking people that I never knew for sure. And I, I was like, I want to feel certain. I want to meet him. And I just want to know. And that's what I leaned into. And I literally met him and we both knew we were like, we knew each other in another life. We said, I love you within 24 hours. And like, it was just a done deal. Um, So for me, that's the most powerful is like, feel the feeling of like, what is that main emotion that you want to feel? And I teach a lot about that in my courses of like the happiness frequency and some things inside the membership. Like, I just think tapping into the emotion is so powerful also because it releases so much resistance because if you're trying to get super specific, you're going to have a lot more blocks come up of like, oh, well, like that person doesn't live in my town or I don't know, like there's so many blocks that can come up. But if you're just like, I want to meet someone and feel certain, like there's not a lot of resistance to practicing the feeling of certainty. So I find going more less specific to be the most powerful, but I think there are people that it works better to get specific. I have clients who have tried both ways and they are way more powerful and see things happen much faster when they're specific. So I would look at your human design chart and it's like the bottom right-hand arrow. I think that if it's pointing in or no, it's pointing out, you're non-specific. There's like, you could look it up online, but 
That's what I would say. But I really love teaching like go more general because I think it's way less resistant and we allow, like I never could have manifested like I'm going to meet my person and be engaged with like my dream ring and everything within two weeks. Like I never would have even thought that that was possible. I think we do. Like you said, we pinch ourselves off from really amazing things when we try to get too specific. So I, I, I go more, I go less specific personally. Mm -hmm. I love too how you're saying about the feelings and I'm working with a few clients right now that are wanting relationships. And I'm like, you know, I would love to hear like the type of person you're going for, like, let's make a list. And I'll say that stuff. Like I want someone who, you know, I can laugh with and who I trust and someone who's also into self-development or something like some things can be important to you. Those are your values. Those are what's important to you. But I, you're right though, with the human design, that makes a huge difference. But when we get into like, they have to have brown hair and they have to be an only child and they have to, and it's like, like you said with yours, like you wouldn't have even maybe wanted to manifest. Like I want to meet someone in two weeks because your doubting mind might've been like, well, what if I'm, and I'm engaged in two weeks and they're not the one it's like, you could have tripped yourself out. But when you kind of more say like, I want certainty and the idea of like falling asleep and he kisses you, that just shows me like love and partnership and someone to just like hold you to feel comfy. Those things were really important to you, but less about their height or their whatever, you know? Um, yeah, I love that. That's, that's a really cool way to look at it. And it's crazy with human design, how much you learn about yourself. That's something in the last couple of years I've gotten into too. And I always feel like the random weirdo. I'm always the one that's like in the, the sliver of the category. And then when I found out I was a reflector, I'm like, of course, it's like <laughs> less than 1% or whatever. And yeah. all my centers are open and I'm like, that's how I feel. You oh, know? wow. It's yeah. So you're crazy. Like, There's you're no difference. Like, yeah, no defined centers. Like I'm ruled by the moon. I'm like, that's why I just want to well, go hobble at the moon all day. You know, like <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, I love that. So cool. So is there anything else with manifestation you want to say? And I also want to hear about, you know, your business, how people can find you and all that good stuff. But is there any last manifestation bombs you want to drop? Um, I'm something that has been really coming up for me recently. And I just spoke about it on another podcast, but I think it's so important to, find acceptance with where you are. And I think that's such a hard piece for people. And we think that if we accept where we are, then things aren't going to change. But I really encourage you to recognize like the faster that you can kind of be in a state of like, it's okay where I am, the faster things will change. Because if you're in resistance and you're like, when I was hating my body and wanting it to change so desperately, like nothing ever changed. And mm -hmm. what really ignited my whole journey was like, I finally got to the point where I couldn't fathom going on another diet. I was like, this is just how it's going to be for me. And I'm just going to make the best of it and bought all new clothes and started my business and did all the things that I was holding myself back from. And then things changed so quickly after that. And same with like my relationship. I just got to the point where I was like, well, if I'm single, like I love my business, I love my life. I love living alone. Like I'll, I'll, whatever happens, like, I just trust that this is for the best. And, and then things change so quickly. So I think acceptance is not really talked about enough because we are in a, like an area of personal development and wanting to like hit all these goals. And, and I'm a very like goal-driven, ambitious person, but if you can find acceptance, things will move so much faster. Mm, yeah. I love that. And you're right. We resist acceptance because we think that I'm going to just end up where I am. And mm -hmm. I remember but when I was in my eating disorder, like acceptance of how my body was, I linked that. What I made that mean is I'm going to be on the couch with Doritos and I'm never going to leave because I'm just going to accept it and I'm going to become pass um, passive. I'm not going to have goals. I'm not going to have dreams, but that's a very different energy. Like I look at it kind of, you're saying like, it's slightly about surrender. Like I'll teach how surrender is like not fighting what is like mm -hmm. it is what it is and I get to practice that with my kids a lot when they're being <laughs> loud and cranky and I realized at first I was like I'm making this mean that he or she shouldn't be acting this way but then when I actually look at it, I'm like, they're a kid, they're figuring out their emotions and stop fighting what is. I actually find even in the face of a toddler screaming at me, I'm much more calm because I'm like, this is what it is. And I love when you're saying about your body, you know, I've heard that a lot about, you know, instead of trying to find like, or buy pants that are a size smaller, cause that's what you dream of, but then yeah. you're wearing them and you're constantly feeling more fat or whatever it is buy the pants that fit you and rock the shit out of them. That will actually make you feel better in your body. And you're not having this story of like everything in my closet's too small. Cause that just reinforces the belief. Um, so yeah, on so many levels that acceptance, that's really powerful. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just finding that, like, and I, a question that um, I get people to ask themselves that they really hate is like, what if this never changed, mm-hmm. no matter what you did forever, this was how it's going to be. And it's like, people are like, no, like, I'm not even going to look at that. But if you can look at it and be like, okay, I guess I would like to do this. And however you would kind of make the best of it, I think is your fastest way forward to the manifestation. And again, acceptance doesn't mean you're staying the same. It actually means like you're allowing yourself, you're propelling yourself forward because you've released the resistance and you're not like pushing against what is. So yeah, everything you said is so powerful. That's so true. It's like, if you're like, no, I'm not going to be 150 pounds. I'm going to be 120. It's like, you're literally causing resistance. When you see energy, you think of energy, you're causing resistance when you go, okay, right now I'm 150 and I can still find love for myself. I can still be chill about it. And you know, I'm going to just make these decisions and eat what I'm going to eat and whatever, start working on that belief. It's like you actually release all the resistance instead of going, no, I will be 120. And it's just oh, it's so crazy. Um, anyway, yes, I love all of this stuff. Thank you so much. This has been so good. So many juicy nuggets. I know everyone's going to really love it. So how can we find you, reach you, um, tell us about TapFit and all of these beautiful things you have going on? Yeah. So, um, you can find me on Instagram at Tara Brunette mindset and, um, everything I teach and have is all inside my membership. So tap it, there's tons of videos and then like guided meditations. I have like, uh, like, I don't know, thousands of hours of content inside my membership. So you can check that out for a week free if you want. Um, yeah, that's where to find me. (laughs) Awesome. Cool. I will put all the links in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been such a joy and I hope you have a good day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I genuinely hope that it helped you in your life and it inspired you. If you want to find more from me and my guests, make sure to check the link in the show notes. Find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. I am at Talia Joy Manifestation. Make sure to take a screenshot that you're listening to the show. Come and tag us over on Instagram. Let us know your takeaways. We love to hear about people manifesting their dream lives. So make sure to check the link in the show notes. There are also some free goodies down there for you. I'll see you in the next episode.